What you got on your hat there? What does that say, Moan? I think it's significant. I think what it's very it? significant. It's a hat that says only you can prevent forest fires. Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear. And we're being, uh, I'm sympathetic to uh, what's happening in Maui, but I had this hat like two months ago, though. So it just is fitting that it fits the narrative today, DK. We have connections. Steeler Girl, of course, a member of our community, uh, mm-hmm. lives on Maui. And uh, Josh Green, the governor of the state of Hawaii, is a Pittsburgh native. Get out of here. Yeah, total yinzer, too. <laughs> like, no, to- I'm, I'm being serious. Like, just really? a complete Steelers fan, everything. Yeah, the governor of Hawaii. And he actually made a public plea uh, on social media asking the people of Pittsburgh to help. Oh, wow. Well, oh, yeah. You know what? We'll, oh, yeah. we'll do our thing then, man. There's so many links out there. I just hope, you know, the ones that I hope none of them are fraudulent. Real. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you're yeah, always looking yeah, that's for what I'm here. Hoping for, man. Are we ready to get started today, Moan? I am. I got it ready, locked and loaded. I'm not even going to hold it up to the mic. It's just going to be good today, DK. Just like that, huh? We're- here we go. I got to share something with you before we get going today. Please do. I did the show yesterday alone, obviously, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. And for someone who records his own podcasts every morning, okay, that was hard. <laughs> Why was it hard? <laughs> different crowd, maybe. Different. I felt like, like I do these daily shots every day. Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, right? No yeah. problem. Turn the thing on, go. And I feel like I'm talking to people and whatever else here. But I'm doing this, and I'm doing it under the banner of the Ramon Foster show. <laughs> and the whole thing just felt so – I felt like I didn't get going until like the last 10 minutes of the show. Really? Yeah, it was so weird. Me- been meaning to tell you that. Oh, wow. No, DK, that's, that's fascinating, man. Uh the times that I did it solo, well, Dolly was with me. I did not do it solo. Right. We had the small box in the corner. She was a participant, okay? But even that makes a difference. Yeah, it does make a difference. But it was it was solid. You get warmed up to it to do it, and then the our community comes in to play DK. You know what I'm saying? And then it just takes over from there. That's, well, that's, that's what happened. I enjoy it. Yeah, That's I what enjoy happened it. is our, our community came in and basically said, all right, we see you. I'm just going to pick you up here. (laughs) There were no good questions. No questions really coming in the first 10 minutes. And I'm like, people, I'm going to need you here. Yeah, yeah, come on (laughs) with it, baby. And you don't want to cut them short and be like, okay, we just logged one. No, it needs to be meaningful at all times. Right, DK? It it was. And and today it was meaningful out at Latrobe. This was the last day for the Steelers at St. Vincent College. And... (sighs) Before we get going yeah. today, Moan, what was that like when you knew you were leaving there and the and the practices were going to go to the south side? Just just what was what was in your head back then? It's so good. It it just is that last day, DK, of checking out of camp. And I know, like now on this end of it, it is a friggin' Thursday. Okay, it is a Thursday in the middle of August. And everybody has their back to school. Well, in the South, everybody's back to school. Mostly everybody's back in the office. But to us, 
it is just like the just freedom day, DK, to where it's just like get me out of camp is somewhat bittersweet because that's as close as you're gonna get to like being around each other all the time. But the South Side brings a bit like a better feel about it whenever you go there to practice. You What's have your mean? you have your own meeting rooms. Uh, the cafeteria is right there. You don't have to walk across campus to get to the weight room. Uh, and truthfully, the lack of fans being judged every day, that plays a part in why the South Side. Mm-hmm. No, it does. And that's why I've always kind of said to it's very unique practicing in Latrobe where the fans can show up every day because you're technically being judged daily. You got to think there's been some people that have kind of made the team by the crowd, seeing them every single day. Like, yeah, they were right. Or some guys that really turn over a bad leaf when it comes down to what you expect out of their play during the season. But that day of leaving DK is so freaking cool. It's sweet. It's just one of those we made it moments because it does feel like you're locked down. It does. Darren Watts says that I was a lost puppy pining for you, Moan, yesterday. (laughs) There, There were a couple times where that was true. (laughs) it's not the same you know what man uh we're a team and we do this thing together though dk so i'm I'm glad that it's like this for either one of us because dolly was good and we mocked the heck out of you okay Uh, yeah see that's what kept you going though it did yeah See, i can't do that i can't mock her she's perfect (laughs) you know like what am i gonna say you know? Look at you running game, talking about <laughs> she's perfect. Wow. DK, you already got her, man. You talking about she's perfect. What, man? I can't believe this. What is this, Lover's Thursday or something? What we got going on, DK? <laughs> We're going to have some questions lined up going into the Hey Moan segment. One of them will be from uh, our man Twiz. Twiz. What up, Twiz? out there and and we've got we've got some we've got some good ones lined up here uh bob schreiner says hey moan looks like you just came off the set of an irish spring commercial i may have i may have man irish spring by the way is an underrated soap it doesn't get used enough it's only used by old men i'm not old man yet very powerful you know powerful soap you know when somebody got it on don't you Oh, that's what I mean. You know when you've got it on. <laughs> yeah, you do. It it does kind of have a tingly feeling to you, man. It really does. But, yeah. Uh, by the way, Dolly did just say that, too. Okay, he gets dinner tonight. So, there's that. Make him spin, Dolly. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. dinner. There it is. Yeah, absolutely. There it is. Okay. okay. Yeah. Hmm. Somebody's paying for dinner. You think you're going to sweet talk her and not have to pay for it, DK? Wrong. <laughs> I, I guess so. Jim Montgomery says I'm a spook talker. I am most definitely not that. <laughs> Why does everybody keep saying you, you married above your pay grade? I don't DK? know. Robert wants to know how long you and I have been a couple. Whew. Uh, when did I officially get introduced <laughs> to you, DK, to actually know you? Because truth is, you you learn. Excuse, excuse you, me, Ramon. You got a minute? Yeah. That's how we yeah. meet. That's it how is. you meet everybody. <laughs> but the relationship, though, kind of builds over the years because guys are very leery of, of just trying to have relationships with media. Yeah. I recognize that even in my day job now, like all of my old teammates, if we're talking ball, I say, hey, I'm your friend now. They they pause, they step back, and they, yeah. they use terms that they never used to use with you, like off the record. <laughs> And you're like, wait a second, off the record, it's me, Ramon. We're just talking. I'm not in the news-breaking world, okay? That's not my thing. Uh, but, yeah, 
it, it, it thrived over time, DK. It kind of blossomed over time as the way you and I got close and became friends. And more than anything, it's it, and this is this is true in a lot of cases, but doubly so with Ramon. Uh, you become you become tighter as you develop trust, and trust comes trust. over adversity. Yeah. Okay. And obviously, since it's a reporter covering a football team, the adversity is going to be on the football end. Yeah. Something's going to go wrong. You're going to get hurt. You're going to have a losing streak of some kind. You're going to go to yeah. London. 0-3 and leave there 0-4. Uh, the, 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 the scene I always describe at Soldier Field in Chicago with the anthem flap yeah. and all that stuff, that's when you develop a trust. Now, if you find out after the day after we talked that I went running and I printed every single thing that you said and it blew up all over, we're done. Yeah, we are. You, okay. You, that, yeah, that's not just are. me. That's anybody. Yeah. Um, you know what's fascinating about that too, DK? is this man um it's the idea that i'm now learning on this side you know on the media side sports media side that it, it there are so many talking heads that give information that you're like wait a minute like that guy was your guy Oh, you got that information from that guy? Like, there are secrets, but there really are no secrets when it comes down to the right ones to DK, being able to fish out answers the appropriate way. Appropriate, appropriate right way. Ah, tongue, tongue Our man Hodge is, is giving out gifts, uh, gift memberships again yeah. over, over on the YouTube side. And, you know, that that's uh, that's awesome. That's his second time. Uh, this, this this week for that. Brian comes in. Says, Good morning, Moan and DK from the Philippines. Wow. From the Philippines. Love my Steelers. That is, it's 410 there, DK. That's in the morning. Is it tomorrow already or yesterday? Gotta be tomorrow. <laughs> That's a really good question. I yeah, guess it Brian. depends on your attitude in life, right? Are you a <laughs> forward thinker or a backward thinker? <laughs> Definitely, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to today, man. This is going to be a good mm -hmm. preseason game, too. Uh, this Bills, Mr. Bisky. I wonder, will he start this game since that's his old team? Uh, the Bills, that is. But they got a nice little test in front of them this weekend, DK. That's true. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more when we come back with the only segment that matters as hey moan at dk pittsburgh sports we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams now that connection's stronger than ever introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app find expert inside reporting and original podcasts check live box scores track the latest stats chat it up with our community of thousands of fans all in one place the new app from dk pittsburgh sports coverage that connects it is Steelers versus Bill Saturday night 6 30 p.m at Akershire Stadium the only home preseason game and not that that's why you do this yeah but that's also going to be the biggest sampling of the starters Mike Tomlin confirmed today after practice in Latrobe that you're going to see more he didn't say how much more but more of the first team offense that sounds like it's going to go from one series to Two or three at the most, yeah, right? Absolutely. It does, DK. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if that's the case, too. Now is the – everything's changed with these three preseason games. So, correct, DK? Yeah. Like, and, it, and and you're also going to see on the defensive side, you're going to see T.J. Watt. You're going to see Cam Hayward. 
Uh, you're going to see the defense. You're going to see everybody except, according to the coach, Larry Ogunjobi, who's being rightly uh, held back out of this. There's no there's no reason whatsoever to be rushing anybody into any kind of preseason oh. stuff. You know what Larry O can do. Yeah. Uh, we'll see about Joey Porter Jr., how he holds up, but he's been out there for practice because he kind of has to be mown in order to make yeah. the team. Am I right? Yes, he does, DK. And also show that the investment was worth it. Um, and I feel like we know it is, but we need to see that too, DK. Yeah. We absolutely. So you're going to see, see what I'm saying here is there's two preseason games left. There's this one at home and there's the one in Atlanta after that. And the one in Atlanta is going to be like a non-event of epic proportions. No. Okay. And just like Crystal put it right here too, DK, I will not let that 2013 go. To start off the season 0-8 oh. essentially, Crystal, I feel you. That one hits us a little bit different right there, which also to me was a shout-out to our her, guy, please. Ryan Tell Clark. Her. That was, was a different. pivot. That <laughs> okay. was a pivot into what we actually became after that, though, Crystal. So I think those teams that you grew to love in that era of 13 to 18, 19, a little bit of mm -hmm. that year, uh, it started with that doggone London game. The legend of Le'Veon was born there. In in London, you know, the, the locker room afterward, which I've described on this show before, Moan lived it. Uh, <laughs> was unlike anything I've covered because it's not just that the Steelers had started 0-4. <laughs> it's who was in there. Yeah. It's who was in there. It was Ben Roethlisberger, Heath Miller, Troy Polamalu, and it's just James Harrison, and you're just looking around at all these guys, and they weren't old or washed no. or anything. It was just, how in the heck? Yeah. And it's also, by the way, did I ever tell you this story? Oh. Let's London see. thing? Want to hear a good London story? Yeah, please give me that. Okay. Your head coach does not show many moments of vulnerability. Am I right? Not many at all. Okay. Not in any setting. Yeah. His press conference in London was as close as he came to looking like a train wreck. Okay. Meaning after the game. He wanted nothing to yeah. do with this. Okay. Yeah. He could not believe that all that talent, just like the rest of us in that yeah. room, was 0-4. And he was super polite with all the answers, no barking, whatever, which right off the bat told me something was off, okay? And he then proceeds to leave the press conference room and head over toward the players' area, which was down this narrow hallway. Yeah. He held the door for us on the way in. Wow. He was... He and was and yes, and as each one of us passed through the door, he would say, thank you for coming to cover this. Because we did come yeah. halfway around the world, okay? Yeah. So that part was cool, and it was appreciated and everything. It also was without precedent, and it was never followed up again. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, DK. Th that... That was a low moment. It just was. And we're going to move to all these questions on, hey, Mons, y'all got some really good ones coming in, too. Let's have them. Okay. Let's have them. Enough London for today. Oh, we'll do some more London tomorrow. But, but the thing about that game, though, Crystal, as you brought it up, shout out uh -huh. to you for bringing that up, though, Crystal, because that, that segued the show into some, some moments now as we go through. But it wasn't just the 0-4 start. It was 0-8. We we crapped the bed in the preseason. We crapped the bed the first start of the season. And in that locker room that day, Coach T really let it lay out. Whenever we get back to the mainland, some stuff is going to change. 
we're going to be in a position where we don't ever have this feeling again. Is it an impossible feat? No. But look at the hole that you bleepers have made for yourselves is essentially how it went down. And I don't want to say he wasn't coaching us. Sometimes it was fumbles. It was sacks. It was turnovers. It was bad defense. It was bad offense. Kickers couldn't make it. Like, How about bad timing on your flight overseas? Yeah, that all of that played into effect, man. And it wasn't new to us. It was just – I don't even want to put that one on Coach T. It, it was I, – I think it was more or less just guys thought we had arrived already because we saw spurts of good stuff, and that wasn't it. Oh golly! It also, Sorry. It also <laughs> here too. We made Rick, a point to uh, make make sure preseason was understood to be game like and try to win. I'll try to go find that those records in the preseason that following year. DK Rick points out that two chefs just aren't enough for him. Oh, so on. we're gonna straighten the record out here and say that at get go at the get go cafe and market quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs, including the two with which. Rick was previously familiar. Fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they call craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and market today. Are we ready for some uh, for some real hay moan here? Absolutely, We're DK. Ready for that? Let's do that. Yeah, we'll no get some doubt. good stuff here. Uh, Twiz, as promised, says, Hey, Moan, did you expect Broderick Jones to be labeled the starter by now? Did I expect it? I thought it was a strong possibility. To say that Dan Moore was going to die easy, I don't think any of us had that in mind. I just don't think so either. And all things that DK told me was he was still looking to part. Dan Moore probably liked where he was in this position right now. He's going to fight. I think he's doing what's necessary by playing left and right twiz. Um Again, it all was on the back on what Broderick Jones could do. Had Broderick come in and not look as, I want to say, raw as he did, I think the spot was going to be his. I can say that. How could he have come in and not looked raw, though, Moan? I mean, that's a, that's a tall task. The kid is. was just in college. It is, but I've seen other guys drafted that high DK on the O-line go in and our day one starters. You know that too, DK. Like, mm -hmm. that is a huge part of it too. The biggest uh, 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 thing against Broderick Jones is this. Dan Moore has actually played. Dan Moore has actually not missed many snaps. Dan Moore has also become a guy that understands how to be a pro better. He's really, DK, in that very sweet spot of not being a young guy and transitioning to a savvy vet. So Broderick better go if he wants that spot. Yeah, that's he he needs to step on the gas like Saturday night. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a stretch here. Okay, now he can play, and I'm sure he will play in the game in Atlanta, uh, based on the, his usage in the preseason opener. Yeah, uh, down in Tampa, but he's gotta he's gotta make a move, and and that move, by the way, is not gonna be. I don't think. I don't think with the first team. But what if that happens? Uh, You've That's a hard ask. So. Things. That's a hard ask when you're trying to prep your team for the season. I'm with you on the of thinking they should and could do that, DK, but I don't want to live in that world to where he's out there just a smidge too soon, man. And it's always too soon. It's just a matter of how comfortable you are with him and your franchise quarterback if he uh messes up on a player too. Got you on that one. Randy says, uh Oh, they're they're trying to straighten out some issues with memberships. Oh, I'll leave yeah. I'll leave that I'll leave that into the into the live. They're going to guide days. them in the right direction, one hundred percent. 
we never have to we don't have to do anything with that community they they police themselves cody says hey moan what are the chances that dan moore supplants Fuchs this season this season only by injury is the only way i see that happening only by injury again that means you got to put a young rookie at left tackle uh is he uber talented yes the heck he is but I need a little bit more film. I, I know it was me. I know a lot of people listen to Baldinger. And when it comes down to his analysis of offensive linemen, he essentially said the same thing that I said to y'all about it. He needs more time and more reps. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that either, DK. Dan Moore supplementing Chooks may be something that happens next year. I don't know if that's going to be this year because we've talked about the planning, right, DK? Mm-hmm. We definitely have. Josh Jenkins comes in with a $5 contribution. Appreciate it. As, as someone who's lived it, Moan, what do you think contributes most to a team starting slow, especially a highly talented offense like the one you were part of? Uh, hold on, let me read. Let me see that one again, DK. I was reading something while you was reading. Actually, it also, I'm gonna yeah, I'm I'm gonna read it again, but I, I I left out the last part, and I definitely shouldn't have. <sighs> Someone who's lived it, what do you think contributes most to a team starting slow, especially one with a highly talented offense, such as ready punchline, the A the Ben A B moan years hey, i like the sound of that that's real good josh you're far too kind my brethren far too kind uh what contributes to it though i'll be honest with you guys been full of yourself a little bit thinking you can just roll the ball out a little bit like y'all seen that stuff uh hard way hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work guys sometimes know when they're good you know have you ever heard people say well i failed that class why because it was too easy like those genius types of moments, we knew when we had good offenses. We knew we could just roll the ball out and get the job done. There is, and I teach my sons this, there's a level of strain, okay, to being good while also working hard, too. That's where it kind of comes into play. DK, you know, that effortlessly catching passes and, and, and practice and stuff like that. Like, you have to strain to be good is what I'm saying. And sometimes we would just roll it out and figure it out, but we usually get it together. Jacob wants to know, hey, Moan, are we in trouble at cornerback? I feel like we were already pretty thin with Corey Trice out. Me personally, in trouble? No, because the, the blitzing is going to protect you a good bit. The The front seven, I think, is going to hide the back end until the back end gets together. I still personally think, uh, especially with Joey Porter Jr. being a young guy, we're probably still another year away from drafting a high-round guy at corner. Okay. That's just where I am with it. It has to be a guy that's in-house because DBs are being paid more or almost the same as wide receivers. Now, are you willing to go out there and get one of those premier cornerbacks? I doubt it. I still think this is going to be a, a one of those, okay, now we got another piece. This would be a build to build a, a, a Super Bowl-style defense, DK. Let me know if I'm off. Luke says, hey, Moan, if the running game doesn't impress Saturday, should the Steelers rethink – their offensive strategy, passing games looking too good to be put in the back seat. Passing games sometimes open up the running game. This is the thing about the NFL and the running game too, y'all. Running game is necessary to have. It's not many teams in this league that are straight pounding the ball on the ground. A lot of the offenses open up through the passing game. It, do we have to re revisit it? Yeah, there will be some portion in it like that says, what are we doing wrong? How do we need to call these plays? And, and that's where an experienced coach will go to the offensive line coach and say, hey, what do we need to do for you guys? That type of stuff right there has to happen if there are more struggles. Ron Slay's made it. 
He's made it in here. You know he made it in on my show yesterday? Did he really? Yeah, he really did. You know what's funny, though? What's he was that? really nice to me. See? <laughs> I, I'm the little brother. Literally, this is my big brother always finding ways to pick on me, man. I love him, though. And he pulled it off. Yeah, he does, man. Brian Lytle says, hey, Bone, how difficult is it to get past a bad performance by the next game? And does a short week factor into that? How fast? You better have a fast memory in general. What's Mike Tomlin say after games, after tough games? Man, what what does he usually say? Monday, something? You got got up until Wednesday to reset it. Wednesday is the day. Wednesday is how you reset it. Whatever happened. I actually had somebody say this too, Ryan. I heard somebody said, and I said, I never actually thought of it like that. This is the thing. It ain't just the bad performances. It's good performances too. Like to forget Mm. and move on. I heard somebody talking about a soccer game, DK, the other day and said, you got to be able to handle the highs and I mean, the lows and the highs. Like if your family have a good day at home, you got to put all that behind you and go in there and do your job. (laughs) Work the next day. If I had 130 yards receiving DK, I got to put that behind me because next week I'm going to be asked to do those things again. Ryan, it's just a part of the job. I'm telling you, the difference between the ones that do and don't make it, Ryan, is this. It's mental. Is purely mental. DK, I can ask you this and you be transparent with me. Was I the best athlete on the team? Nah. Right? You would agree with that. Really good and above the line, right? I'm um, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying anything here. Yeah, not but what I'm saying is this. But if I because ask you DK athleticism is defined differently by different it, it positions. Is. Okay. But when I think of when I think guys who are offensive linemen who were exceptional athletes the first guy i think of is the guy who was to your right yeah mark next guy that i think of was the guy who's to his right yeah you see what i'm saying like or 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 jonathan ogden is one yeah. of those types of guys right dk but yeah, he's a monster he was everything yeah there wasn't many people that could beat me mentally so all of that talent stuff is one of those things you say to yourself like you got to stick it between here when it comes down to you being better than or you figuring out how do i do it again like it's here. The athletic ability takes over whichever part of that uh, of your game it is. Ben Dykes comes in with a $10 contribution and, and asks, Hey, Moan, DK, do you see Darnell Washington becoming a major red zone headache for opposing teams? I see seven to eight touchdowns coming his way this season as a floor. Wow. If he does that, he's going to be Pro Bowl minimum. Yeah. I, I'm. Uh, you know, Darnell made a... <laughs> A really, really, really nice one-handed catch that was yes, caught on did. video the other day in Latrobe, and that tends to lead to this type of reaction. My feeling in watching Kenny in seven shots a lot this summer in in uh, training camp is that Kenny is going to take the surest option. Yeah, and the surest option most often is going to be someone who breaks off, someone who gets really, really open. Okay, he's not going to risk a pick six or a, a, a you know an interception or yeah. or, a, or a hundred yard pick six for that matter down there. He's going to find somebody who is really just there. He's not going to be looking to thread needles. I don't know that Darnell is that guy. Yeah, is all I'm saying. I would say this: if he got you five touchdowns on a year, and that spot you would heck, be ecstatic. <laughs> three, if he got you, DK. Like, j- just what is Wilson this year? I'm with you. I'm on the Darnell train. I've been on him for a very long time. Heck, watch him at Georgia do certain stuff. I say this, Ben. I never saw him do these things at Georgia. 
which is why I'm of the mindset like he may have to be worked into this role and play a certain part. If he got seven or eight touchdowns, what is Pat this year? Yeah. Pat Fryermuth. That That's is. my point here. And Pat's got a much better chance of getting open. He's an experienced route runner and everything else here. So that's not to tamper any enthusiasm for, oh, no. for Darnell. It's just trying to be real here. I'm excited. Absolute fine. It says, hey, Moan, what's it like to be on a team where the other side of the ball isn't playing well? Boy, Moan, you wouldn't know that at all, right? <laughs> what is it like uh, being on the team I, like that? I couldn't that? imagine being on the offense, for example, in the 2016 Steelers-Cowboys game. Man, let me tell you this. You just bite your tongue and be a good teammate. That's all you do. And you know at some point – you hope that group joins you at the party. That's all you want. And and I've been on a team where the offense has been the last one at the house party. So it works both ways. And that's honestly how you build championship teams, right, DK? Mm-hmm. It's both teams not even being top five, right? You just got to mm-hmm. be on the same page and make your plays when they come your way. That is, that's, that's a great question right there. Oh, wow. It, it is. I can tell you from the reporter's standpoint that not only did this guy live that, but he and his teammates – Man, people like me going around, we're fishing for something, okay? Because your defense is killing you. You guys are putting up 30, 35 points a game, and you're losing. <laughs> you know, you, that Jacksonville game, the <laughs> Cleveland playoff game, you, you scored like 100 points, and it didn't matter, you know? And it's and they would never bite. They it's, would never once say, man, this defense is killing us. <laughs> you strain a whole lot harder. You take it more personal, uh, and you tell the other side of the ball in those moments, hey, we got y'all. That's all you really have to say, DK. Mm-hmm. Nick says, hey, Moan, what are you most excited to see from our first team against Buffalo's first team? Oh, man, Von Miller if he's playing. Okay, Ed Oliver's going to be a headache. Up the middle, Daquan Jones is Gregory Rousseau. Buffalo may have the biggest, DK, just transaction of young, talented defensive linemen. They just do, DK. They bring it. They bring it. And if Vaughn comes in and play this weekend, gosh, I'm going to be excited how they handle it. But it's not even just that. Their second wave of defensive ends are bad. A.J. Epinesa is another guy that's a rusher off the edge. I'm looking at their roster, and I'm saying to myself, this is the test that you were looking for. From the cornerbacks to the doggone safeties to the other side of the ball, stopping James Cook, DK, we got to speak about this defense Game after game, week after week, stopping the run, too. You can't forget, like, we that's still got to be a question that's got to be answered. And Buffalo got about four or five guys rotating in the running back game. And the quarterback can move a little bit, too. I Man, <laughs> that's the cherry on top. How about that? Sometimes we, he's actually just the whole thing. <laughs> if we can get him and his crew for a quarter and a half against our crew, that that's a good game, DK. I shut down the Kendrick Green stuff yesterday, man. So we've got to stop falling <laughs> for this. But Raymond thinks he can get sneaky on us. What if Kendrick Green played wide receiver or inside linebacker? See, he's trying. It's a, it's a little bit of humor. But you know what? Raymond, Raymond's on the other side. Like, Raymond's got one of those plastic red cups, DK. He ain't even got a real glass cup because he's at the <laughs> doggone uncle's table trying to start some stuff. See, that's see why that. we asked y'all to get the membership. See, if you got the membership, you can tell funny jokes and we'll laugh at you okay yeah that's right it's just fake eggs for you hey moan <laughs> how do you think the week off between preseason and the regular season 
Do you think it helps or hurts the team? Now, you didn't experience that. I did, I did not. That's a pretty significant lull between the Atlanta preseason game and when the 49ers come to town. It's two weeks, man. Yeah. I, I, I would say this. It's really just fine-tuning everything. And for the guys that have to get healthy again, you get healthy again. I don't. <laughs> it's hard for me to say if it'll help or hurt. A, a, a team DK just simply because it's so much time. It's like banging on one another. What it will do is lead to an anticipation of what the starting week will be. I would think it would help with game planning. That's what you, I was about to ask you is if it, what, what impact it has on the coaches. It's just, but then this is the thing too, DK, the coaches would be the first ones to tell you, we can't look at every single speak of, of just practice, 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 we're, practice, 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 yeah. practice, practice. It's a young guy emphasis and trying to carve out roles for guys like Kendrick green. Maybe if he makes a team. Nice, nice, nicely I, done there. I yeah. That in there. Yeah. Was yeah. Good. I like that. Yeah, that was solid. By the way, can I say this too? Hmm. When you said we we might get some TJ Watt this week. Oh, yeah. You know what it, it did to me, DK? What's that? You remember the movie Lion King when they said Mufasa? Ooh. <laughs> when you said TJ Watt, I was like, ooh. Like, I have young kids, so I've seen that movie like 700 times. Oh, my. Unwittingly. You remember when the hyenas was going Mufasa? Ooh. When you said uh. TJ, I felt that way. Bob Schreiner likes to like dig deep into your soul. Hey, Moan, did you ever have a game so bad that you were like, man, when I get home, I got to apologize to Keisha and the kids? If so, how did you rebuild that trust with your wife and children after playing so miserably, after being a relative turnstile on the line and watching Ben need to be peeled up off the ground like Wiley Coyote at the bottom of the cliff? You know what happens, Bob? In this world, your family understands the ups and the downs and what to say and what not to say. If I had a so-so moment, they knew to leave dad alone. They understood that, hey, we get another one next week. Uh, that's always been the case. I, I, I told the story after watching that documentary on uh, Netflix quarterback. I used to not understand or like Patrick Mahomes' wife until I watched her and his interaction. And I get why she is the way she is publicly. Because you ride that wave with your spouse is so hard and you deal with what they deal with. So if I had a bad day, my wife had a bad day, too. Not in that sense, but just, oh, we're going to be quiet in the house for a little while until until dad is ready to come out of his shell. So it handles itself, honestly. A lot of questions about the membership count here. I'll ask the boss here in a uh -oh. little bit. I don't, I don't know how fast that, that shows up. It, it, no, but no, but there's been a lot of gifts today. That's why they're asking. It doesn't show right away. She's saying there's it's it's not a mechanism that's in our control. YouTube updates it infrequently. Do you follow yeah. me? So we won't have a we won't have a we won't have a real firm count until around then. Tay and Jay's horror slays comes in as a member. Uh, well, there's a bunch of gifts, by the way, that are uh, everyone that are floating around. Uh, if you don't have one and you, you see yourself sitting at the uncle's table. She says 811. She just found it. What? Yeah, we're getting there. What? We're going to do this. But by the way, too, DK, I, did, I never came back and corrected <clears throat> myself, too. I said 18 to 13 was going to be the score last week. I was happy to be wrong about the amount of points scored, too, in that Tampa game. That was good yeah. to see, DK. Yeah, I mean, including <clears throat> seeing some things, some traits, even with the second teamers, third teamers, I don't want to say much about the fourth teamers. 
But to see those guys attempting the same things, to see some of the the, the playbook show out taking deep shots, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's now apparently just going to be uh, part of the offense. It's part of it is, man. I'm happy for it too. Jacob asks with a five dollar uh, contribution. Thanks for that, Jacob. Do you think Matt Williamson still thinks that? George Pickens is overrated, or will he take that video off the channel? Matt Williamson is the former NFL scout who who uh, also works for DK Pittsburgh Sports, and Matt is really, really, really good at what he does. <laughs> and you know what? Scouting and analysis and prognosis and everything is just a very, very inexact science. Yeah, yeah. We- I, I have immense respect for the work that Matt does for us. And if we can say this, most time people will fall in that sword of admitting they're wrong. So if he is, Oh yeah. It, you, it's easy to come out of that shell and say, I'm the first to admit I was wrong. I've That's done that it. before. That's it. I buried yeah. Anthony McFarland back in February. Yeah. He was just a non-entity. I didn't even mm-hmm. want to hear his name. Oh, <laughs> well, guess what? He's yeah. about to become a pretty significant no part doubt. of this offense. Guess who was wrong? Me. Yeah. See how easy that is. Nick says, Hey, Moan and DK, have you ever been to Dublin? Uh, if so, you got a recommendation for a Steelers bar, assuming there's a few in Rooney country. Uh, my sister has a conference in November, so we're looking for a spot to watch the Thursday night game. Moan, you've been to? No, not Ireland. Oh, not okay. there yet. No, no, no. I would bet, Nick, that you're going to find a spot easy. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, we may be able to look that up <laughs> in a matter of seconds as yeah, far as the finding thing, the bar over there, the, especially with a, the Rooney ties. Yeah, there's a couple of things to know about this. First of all, I, I've been to Dublin. I went over for a, a, a band uh, that I've followed since since childhood. I went, Yeah, I flew over for a concert. Wow. Wait, you, th- this is a pretty good story. I'm not going to tell the whole thing, but I flew over. Uh, it was a Friday night show. Yeah. On Saturday, I spent the day – traveling to Miami because you guys had a game there the very next day. So it was my, my flight path was Pittsburgh to Dublin to Miami and back. It was quite the triangle. Uh, loved Dublin. Cannot recommend it highly enough. It's like a quaint version of London, if I want to put it in the simplest okay. terms. Okay. You fall in love the first time you're there. Uh, there's, a, there's a thing called Steelers Ireland on Twitter you also can now find on Steelers.com, on the team's official site, because the Steelers have been granted a prom- the promotional territorial yep. rights. Remember that? Sure was. To Ireland, again, for obvious reasons, with the Rooney connection, the Steelers have exclusive promotional rights in Ireland. They are Ireland's NFL team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You will not struggle to find no. a place to watch the football game is what I'm no. saying. Absolutely. Goodness. Everything I've ever seen about Ireland looks phenomenal too, it, by the way. It, it, that's just the urban. Yeah. The, the, what, what people say about the, about the, you know, the, as soon as you get outside of town, which doesn't take much because there aren't suburbs or whatever, you just, you just these grass rolling hills and immaculate countryside. Um, Sticky B comes in. Hey, Moan, with football comes tailgates. What's your go-to tailgate dish that you Easily. make? That you make, not that you uh, Is Rotel dip with ground beef and sausage in it. That What? Rotel cheese dip? Oh, my, DK. You can't just have one. I'm telling you, it is by far. If the comments don't come in in support of Rotel cheese dip, <laughs> We're all I'm, a, I'm logging off this show. Do you hear me? <laughs> that is a quintessential just tailgate half for me in a crock pot so that it stay warm. Stay warm. Rotel, goodness. 
that's, so that's far, so far, we're not seeing any. Oh, here, the barber, of course, is familiar with Rotel. this. He says Rotel. He knows what it is. Yep. Uh, Dave Shipley just knows that he wants some. Absolutely. James Lawson says that it sounds dope. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you. Simon says that game in Ireland is going to be a 2.30 a.m. kickoff, so that might be a bit of a problem. (laughs) Oh, catch the replay, my brother. (laughs) Yeah, catch the replay. Rotel Dip says Ryan McKinney with hot sausage is clutch. I'm telling you, uh, there's a few HMJ has been a victimization of burned mouth (laughs) plenty of times with Rotel. Yeah. Uh, according to the boss here, Rotel dip is a three-ingredient queso dip recipe with spicy sausage, Rotel, and Velveeta cheese. It sounds spicy. The can, whole thing does. Can I, You can make it spicy or mild, too. Yes, DK. All right. I see how it goes here. This is, so I will be up that Wednesday, okay? Maybe we can have a little powwow. We'll figure something out. But I've already been threatened by Mason Rudolph and by Tooks. If I don't see them, they'll cut me off. So... I got to find something to happen. I got to make. Yeah, it you don't want to mess with that. Let's take a couple more today, um, and and call it a day. See what else we got here. Uh, <laughs> Brian wants to know, hey Moan, if Anthony McFarland makes the fifty-three, which he will, who's switching numbers, him or Quan Alexander? Quan got yeah. to unless Quan gonna pay for it. I mean, twenty-six as a linebacker's number, it's a lot easier for someone else to make the switch. It I is. mean, for him to make the switch. I'm sorry. Thing is, they both may play special teams at some point, though. Jeff Rossi wants to know, hey, Moan, when do the cut jitters start for the fringe players? Are we past that point, or is this out of sight, out of mind until cut day? I would say after this era, game two, looking at snap count reps and stuff like that, that's where you could always tell who was moving up and who was moving down, DK, is if we go into that game and the ones get 20 plays and then there are certain guys in the two group that get 40 and then you got guys getting 10, 10 plays, that's where it starts to get sticky. After game two for most guys is, is where you start to, I hate to say this, count numbers. James wants you to put on your defensive coordinator's hat. All right, ready? Yeah. yeah. I actually want to know this one, too. Hey, Moan, how and when is the big nickel defense going to be deployed with the three-safety look, and how will that affect our normal 3-4 defense? Now, the three-safety thing, Yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick spoke about this yesterday in Latrobe. I keep telling everybody, this is legit. This is not some gimmick. This is not something that they're going to do every once in a while to throw you a curveball. You're no. going to see this. You're going to see Keanu Neal, I believe, out there as much as any inside linebacker. Yes. And, and DK, here's the thing behind it, too. So we asked about the corners earlier. The big nickel is a part of this, too. Having a guy that can either rush or stop the run or get in coverage, that's what you're going to need. This three safety thing is pass happens this league. Think about the AFC North. How is it going to look? You may actually see this more often than not. The 3-4 is essentially a, a, a base defense. The nickel, DK, I love to know our sets, man. I think we play more nickel four-down defense than you guys actually pay attention to. We've said this time and time again when it comes down to this team. If they can go four-down with the linebacker and a nickel set with those three safeties, DK, you win. 
you simply do win in that moment, especially if the big nickel can drop in coverage. My thing is, is this, though. Who is going to end up being that guy too, DK? Because the way I look at Quan right now, Quan could drop into coverage. He can be that guy. It's a matter of who you designate as to being the big nickel too. That's what you're getting yourself. It's been times we've called linebackers a nickel just simply because of how they play against the run or how they play against the pass and who's in and who's not in. Polly five cents comes in and clarifies that he is in fact the big nickel because how could he not be the big nickel? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, He's yeah, been waiting I, an eternity for that one. And and it's <laughs> it's Rick. It's a lot that goes into. You say it's not three, four, it's five, one. No, not necessarily. You still got your three. You got your two, and you got your two linebackers up the middle. There's, there's it's really a breakdown as to how this stuff shapes up. You take Larry O out of Keanu Benton out, you got your four down set. There is so much that goes into this, man, to where you got to ID and identify guys and who's coming in and who's coming out. You look at old tape, there's usually somebody signaling in nickel, base, dime, or quarter. Like, there's a lot that goes on on the sideline. Randy Wagner with the friendly tip that if anyone's close to Atlanta, you can get a ticket for that final preseason game for as low as eight bucks. My guess is that's going to go down even further. Yeah. Uh, he points out Mercedes-Benz Stadium is a nice place to watch a game. It is, but the upper level is like four miles away from the field. The place is monstrously huge. And you know how I know that? Because the press box is four miles away from the field. And I don't have powerful enough, I, I was going to say glasses, the telescope to see what's going on way down there. Oh man, that's tough, DK. It's it looks beautiful though. That's that's a new. It, it's an architectural wonder. It really is. Uh, what they did there, it's in kind of a. I mean, Atlanta is not an exciting place. Yeah, but it has its it has its moments, and this looks like it could possibly be one of those moments over the course of time. But for right now, it's just kind of like this thing. Here's a good cool one. Uh, hey, Mon, any animals? I think everybody knows the Pittsburgh City pigeons are always on the field uh, when it comes down to animals being on the field. We never had any strays come on the field, DK. Now, Heinz Field or Akershire Stadium has done a pretty good job of keeping keeping the animals out. Well, you know? the, can I ask you this, Akershire hmm. slash Heinz? Will we be just like Green Bay, just continue to resurface it, not implode it, won't build a new grand stadium? The Steelers, and I've been told this directly, the Steelers will not be building a new stadium. Okay. Um, if and when the time comes, and, and it will come, I think, Ooh. sooner rather than later for upgrades, you're going to see it be a lot more along the lines of what's being done in Jacksonville than what's being done in Nashville. Yeah. Okay, Nashville, yeah. they talked about it. They went back and forth, whatever else, and they finally said, you know what? Let's just spend $2 billion and get everybody mm -hmm. to finally cross that river. Yeah. You know the river that yeah. nobody crosses? Because all of downtown Nashville is on one yep. side of the river, and then the only thing on the other side is the Titans. Yep, it is. <laughs> it is. But they are, boy, they're planning on that one, DK. Are you in uh, Minnesota this weekend? I'm not, no. Okay. You, you talking about for the Pirates? Yeah, for the Pirates. I'll be there. Yeah, no. I actually got to catch a flight tomorrow. I no. land. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. No, the Buccos are there at Target Field all weekend. Uh, I'm here, and then I'll be covering the Steelers-Bills game at okay. Akershire Stadium. Akershire. So. See, you're starting to get used to that. You notice that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. All things must change, right? <laughs> that's true. All right, guys. Let's uh that's it for today. That's it. That's uh that's all the time we have for today. And then we will oh. come back tomorrow, right? That's about yeah. it, Moan. Yeah. That's about it, DK. That's about it. Yeah. Bye. See you.
great way to end this one, DK. We didn't even do this. Hey, Moan, give me a score. That was solid. Oh, no, a score of a preseason game. Preseason game. People bet on preseason games. This is real. Like a lot of people bet on preseason games. The easiest team to bet on is Baltimore at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bet against streaks is what they say, right? You got a couple dollars, man. You might as well drop it in on the Ravens. They are prideful in this one. How is that not a source of greater shame for them? (laughs) You know? I mean, look, if it gets to the point where Harbaugh starts throwing his first teamers out there in the fourth quarter to win, that's when he's just – that's just jumping the shark. It really is, man. Uh, I'll do this in 24-20. Steelers. Um, Man, it's the Bills. Okay, so the first thing you want to say here and point out is that the Bills are going to do some damage with the first-team offense. And yeah. to an extent, you almost kind of want that, don't you, Moan? Because you want to see – start showing us what we're missing. Show us what we're missing. Yep. Okay, We can fix it for the 49ers game, but show us now what we're missing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A sim- similar defense, if we're being honest about it. Similar defense. Yeah, Tycho wants no part of this. Tycho's out. <laughs> what a joke. Pre-season we were asked. Scores. We were asked, Tycho. Don't be that way, man. man hey, where's I got Kyle at too, man? Kyle and 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 uh what's his name too, man? We're missing him. A few guys today. New member just strolled in too. What up, Andrew? Where do you see that? Right up there, DK. You missing it, man. We gotta get your eyes fixed. Oh, there he is. There he is. Yeah. There he is. Welcome, Andrew. Welcome, everybody who came in today. Lots of memberships, lots of gift yeah. memberships. And we are past that 800 mark now. Yep. Okay. And we have time, but we don't have that much time. Yeah, we don't, man. To get there, uh, to, to clear a 1,000 before the 49ers game and to begin the sale of merch. And look, for those of you who are flying in for the 49ers game, and there's a lot of you, you know. It's a big robbery, too, right? Or it has its history. It has its it, history. It, it has weird history. It has its history. Yeah. yeah, it it does. I mean, it would have been a lot more fun that back back uh, the, in your most recent game there if Ben hadn't gotten hurt the week before. No. But then if that happens, do you end up with Minka? I don't know. That's true, too. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, by the way, no fighting. I know 49er fans like to fight. I know y'all are some pride for Jokels, too. Don't be in the stadium fighting this weekend, okay? They actually have uh, some stuff in there that can catch you guys fighting. Don't be that way, all right? Yeah, nobody comes here and fights. Uh, okay. if visiting fans don't come here and fight. Respect. You, you respect. pick your no. It's not that you pick your spot. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you don't come here and do it. <laughs> the yens is like the wind, baby. <laughs> that is accurate. Yes. All right, guys. Tomorrow. Peace. Uh.